Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who is in Brooklyn with the Pelicans. New Orleans gone to Brooklyn pretty late last night, and we'll hear about that with Jim Eikenhofer later after... They took care of the Milwaukee Bucks, 114 to 103. The Pelicans improved to 35 and 29, surpassing last year's win total of 34, and also surpassing last year's road win total with their 13th road win of the season. A lot of that had to do with number 23. Anthony Davis had himself a special night last night: 43 points, 10 rebounds. The 43 points ties a career high, six assists, which is a new career high from him, and 17 of 23 shooting. From the field, he was phenomenal, and it's hard to believe that he's turning just 22 tomorrow. I've said this a lot this year, and I'll probably keep saying this, but uh, the city has such a special player with Anthony Davis right now, and I think anyone that is a basketball fan in the city that hasn't come out and watched him or this Pelicans team play, you really need to come see him. This team's in a playoff battle right now, just a half game back of Oklahoma City, and uh, just come out and support this team. Come see Anthony Davis, because uh, there's not a lot of Anthony Davises. They don't grow on trees. Come out and support this team. We have a really special player on our hands. So that's my Anthony Davis spiel as uh, he was phenomenal. and such a treat to watch him play and uh, seeing how he's leading this team at such a very young age. So good stuff there from AD and good stuff from this Pelicans team. So uh, obviously we're going to focus a lot on the Pelicans today. They will complete the good old four games and five nights tonight in Brooklyn against the Nets. And then after that, we have like a mini all-star break. The team won't play until Sunday at home when they host the Denver Nuggets. We'll hear from Anthony Davis himself and head coach Monty Williams in our next segment. And then it's Tuesday, which means Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com will call in to talk about all things Pelicans. Not a lot uh, on the Tyreek Evans update. I asked him about that later on. We'll talk about AD. We'll talk about keys for tonight's game. Lots of stuff to get to with Jim, and he always has good stuff um, to talk about. So we'll hear from Jim Eikenhofer. And then we also have a very special treat for you on this Tuesday. A little Saints talk. It's free agency starts today, at least officially being able to announce contracts. Um, I don't know how that works as far as with Mark Ingram being announced on Sunday. But he was announced. He is 
a saint for four more seasons. I won't get into the specifics of the deal because I don't know them off the top of my head. And that's just based on reporting. But Mark Ingram, a four-year deal with the Saints, the Pro Bowl running back, will join me today on the phone. We'll talk to him about um, a lot of different stuff. You'll just have to tune in to hear what we talk about. But, yes, a treat to have Mark Ingram on the show. Exclusive interview here on the Black and Blue Report. So lots of good stuff today. Pelicans talk, some uh, highlights, some some sound, some lots of good stuff here. Uh, Jim Eichenhofer and then Mark Ingram to round out the show. So let's get started. Coming up next, a recap of last night's game, and you'll hear from AD and Monty Williams. Besh Restaurant Group and your Pelicans present an exclusive Chalk Talk dinner at Bourne, a John Besh restaurant. Join us Monday, March 16th at 6.30 p.m. for your chance to enjoy great food prepared by Chef Brian Landry and the Bourne staff. The night will be hosted by a Pelicans broadcaster and include appearances by Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans and general manager Del Dimps. Tickets are limited to enjoy this night of food and fun. Score your seats and get more info at bornrestaurant.com. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. Under a minute to go, Cole drives to the top of the arc, sends it over to Cunningham when he left. Up top, Davis shoots and scores at the top of the key, tying his career high of 43 points, and New Orleans leads by five with 50 seconds remaining. Welcome back to the show. That was an Anthony Davis highlight, one of many for him, a tying a career high, 43 points last night, 10 rebounds, and like I mentioned earlier, a new career high, six assists, 7 of 10 of 23 shooting. The Pelicans winners over the Bucks, 114 to 103 Pelican shot 58.7% from the field 44 of 75 and hit nine three-pointers on the night nine of 15 eight of those coming in the first half and uh, 17 of 21 from the foul line so connecting on their free throws AD nine of 11 from the charity stripe the Bucks went to the free throw line a lot they went to the line 15 times in the third quarter we had a very quick first half and I thought man we'll get out of here pretty early but then the refs, uh, well, I won't say the refs, I won't get into that, but the Bucks 15 free throws in the third. They had 31 in total, 25 of 31. Both teams struggled turnover-wise. Pelicans 18 on the night and 25 points off those turnovers for Milwaukee. Milwaukee had 14 turnovers and 17 points off those turnovers for the Pelicans. Other Pelicans in double figures, Eric Gordon, 16 points, 3 of 4 from downtown, 6 of 11 from the field. Tyreek Evans, who left the game in the third, with an ankle injury, no word on him. 13 points, 6 assists, 6 of 10 shooting. And off the bench, Norris Cole, 11 points, 4 of 4 from the line, 3 of 8 from the field. So a nice night for the Pelicans. Milwaukee was led by Giannis and Etikumbo, 29 points, a new career high from him, 5 rebounds. And Michael Carter-Williams, who uh, was traded to the Bucks at the trade deadline from Philadelphia, 25 points, 7 assists, 9 of 10 from the foul line, and 8 of 17 from the field. So, um... Let's get a recap of tonight's game from head coach Monty Williams. He spoke to Sean Kelly yesterday after the game. Coach, congratulations. Uh, another a gritty one for you guys, to say the least. Well, I, I was proud of um, the way we 
uh, were able to handle the energy in the third quarter. The game changed. We came out in the third and turned the ball over. They hit shots, and uh, we gave up a 34-point quarter. Um, I think we were up one in the fourth quarter. I'm not quite sure, but uh, we just were able to get stops down the stretch. I mean, AD had 43, 10, and 6, which is something that we don't take for granted. But the stops down the stretch, I thought, uh, won the game. And then we had so many guys come into the game tonight, whether it was Dante's defense or Luke driving to the basket, hitting a big bucket, or Elliott hitting big buckets. Uh, I thought that stuff gave us energy, especially when Tyreek went down. The turnovers, their ability to get to the line, yeah. those were two pretty uh, harried uh, situations for your team. Yeah, they had 15 free throws, I think, in the third quarter. And that stopped the, the play and allowed them to set their defense. And they're pretty good. They're so long. Uh, they were taking away our passing lanes. So we had a tough time handling that. But in the fourth quarter, when we needed it, we had a great defense, and then guys just stepped up and hit shots. We scored 27 points in the fourth. That's a bit above average for any NBA team. In the growth process of this team, at times you bemoan the fact that your team may not have known the game well enough to win nights like this. Yeah. Is this a testament to, to, I guess, their ability to, to know the game, if you will? Well, I think they understand um, what they want to do. It's, it's a matter of doing it and a matter of uh, executing the game plan. They, they felt it when Milwaukee was scoring in the third and, you know, their comments were we got to get stops. Nobody said anything about offense. So that's a sign of growth because most young guys are worried about their offense. So we knew we had to get stops. Uh, and some of their guys were hitting tough shots. Uh, Giannis was going to the basket. And some of those shots were tough. He's just a good player. You mentioned AD just a moment ago. What he's been able to do since coming back from the injury is nothing short of remarkable, Coach. Yeah, and I think the way he's doing it, um, you know, he's, he's sharing the ball. He had six assists tonight. Uh, he probably could have had more. But the way he's doing it um, you know, versus double teams in transition, uh, I thought a couple times he got fouled on his jump shot, and he didn't let it bother him tonight. And anytime you can score 30 on the road um, is big. He had 43 against a really good defensive team. Coach, thanks. Thank you. All right, some good stuff there from Monty Williams. Let's also hear from uh, the special man, Anthony Davis. 43 points last night. Here's uh, him with the media inside the Pelicans locker room after the game. I just tried to come out aggressive, um, you know, make everyone around me better, you know, passing the ball, getting guys involved. And when my opportunity was there to score, you know, I just tried to, um, you know, especially on the road, you know, the team looked for me to you know, try to get everybody going, you know. And before the game, you know, Jamel told us, you know, that we got to, you know, everybody looking like they're flat, so we got to get going. So I just tried to, you know, start off, you know, bringing that energy, you know, and that aggressiveness and um, let everyone fall in suit. Have you ever had a better all-around game? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember every game. I just go out there and play, you know, and um, whatever happens, happens. After the building and you scored eight straight, did you sense that you needed to you know, take over? Um, I just know. I just know what position we're in, and you know we gotta win games. Um, and so I wasn't trying to lose tonight. You know that was my mindset. You know, especially with Tyreek going down, um, I know that you know guys lean on me more. You know, so I just try not to you know um, let the team you know lose or let that lead you know get away. You know, even they even though they went up, try to keep everybody com you know composed and um, make the right plays. How big is it for you to, to do, the, do that so efficiently? I think you only missed like five or six shots. I mean, you just didn't take, have to take a lot of shots to get 40. Um, you know, just, you know, I work on my game every day, you know, and, 
you know, just taking just taking my time, you know, when I got open shots and open looks and just try to knock it down um, and just try to find areas where I can score the ball. You know, I don't try to do anything outside of my comfort zone. Um, you know, try to do the things that I know how to do and try to be efficient at it. You see you uh, work in the game every day. What one aspect of your game do you think you have to improve yet? Um, I mean, it's a lot. You know, it's not you know, one thing that I, you know, I'm like, I have to improve on. I mean, my whole overall game I have to improve on. You know, I try to get better at everything I do. Um, ball handling, dribbling, you know, post moves, um, you know, screening, you know, everything. I try to work on everything um, at the same time. And uh, so that way, you know, I won't be, you know, good at dribbling, you know, but terrible at shooting. You know, I try to make sure everything's equal. Um, and when it rides, when one thing rides, I try to make the you know, other aspects of my game catch up. What do you think of overall the, uh, once again, you guys have been playing really well since the All-Star break, just all the overall contributions, Elliott had a few big plays, uh, points he made, Justin Blake, just overall, it seemed like you guys again had a bunch of guys that yeah, like I said, you know, uh, we know where we are. We know it's at stake, and, you know, guys are playing with a sense of urgency. You know, everybody's playing, um, you know, their hearts out, putting everything on the line, and um, it's showing. And, um, you know, you know, we know how good we are, and um, we got to try to, try to prove that every night. Um, you know, as we playing for each other, I think we did a great job of moving the ball, you know, playing with each other. We had turnovers, but, um, you know, we stayed together, you know, and made sure that we came out with the win. All right, so you love to celebrate a win last night, but the thing about back-to-backs is if you win, you have to forget it and move on and focus on tonight's game. If you lose, you have to forget about it and move on and focus on tonight's game, and the Pelicans will do just that tonight in Brooklyn as they take on the Nets. 6.30 Central Time is the start to the game, and we'll have plenty more Pelicans talk when we come back. Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com joins me on the phone. It's 2 a.m. You went to the casino confident you'd win. This time, instead, you lost the money that was supposed to pay your bills. Tonight, you're ready to admit you need help. If you or a family member has a gambling problem, treatment services are available at no cost for Louisiana residents. Call now, 1-877-770-STOP. The help is free and confidential, so call now, 1-877-770-STOP. A message from the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals Office of Behavioral Health. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We continue our Pelicans coverage with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. He is calling in from his penthouse suite in Brooklyn after just getting back from breakfast with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Good morning, Jim. (laughs) Good morning, Daniel. I tell you, if people saw the reality of what life is like compared to the way you describe it, they'd be (laughs) so disappointed. No, uh, these are real-life facts, Jim. (laughs) But yeah, it was uh, it was a great breakfast this morning with those guys. You know, we're really close. We go back a long ways. You know, we're both New York State natives, actually. So, you know, uh, you know, it was it was a good time. But it's good to good to be on talking to you. I feel like you've collaborated with him on some of his songs. He talks about New York so much. I feel like that you have something to do with that. I'm guessing, correct? Absolutely. Yes, you you nailed it. Fair enough, Jim. Uh, what from what I heard, it was a late li- night last night for the Pelicans. What time did y'all get to your hotel? Uh, it was about three o'clock by the time 
um, we got to our hotel rooms here, so it was probably, I'm sure, 3, 30, 4 o'clock before a lot of people fell asleep finally. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty late night. Um, kind of the part of one of the things that they don't tell you about when they talk about um, traveling in the NBA and, and that kind of thing. But I think um, hopefully based on last night was just a great win and the energy from that game, um, hopefully – They'll be uh, everybody will be ready to go when uh, we get closer to game time tonight. Absolutely, and one of the reasons why the Pelicans had a big win last night was Anthony Davis, 43 points, ties a career high, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. There were so many things coming out about Anthony Davis after the game from a national perspective. And you tweeted last night, Jim, that since she, he returned from injury, 33.5 points per game, 11.8 rebounds per game, and 4.5 blocks per game. I'm guessing he's feeling a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the shoulder injury isn't affecting him very much at this point. Um, he uh, he put on kind of a clinic offensively last night. I thought he it was he's had some games where he's gone off and had uh, you know a forty point games or around there, and he's had maybe six or seven dunks. But last night was more of just the the twenty foot jumper from the Kevin Garnett spot at the top of the key. He was hitting that right from the beginning. He had some one-footed uh, runners. He had some floaters. I mean, it was just it – it, I'd love to watch just a, a, um, a clip of all of his baskets last night because it was really cool to see all the different ways that he scored. And I think that's, a, again, a testament to the amount of work that he's put in with the coaches to just add so many different elements to his offensive game. And I think a couple of his teammates, including Norris Cole, who really does a good job of putting things into perspective – after the game, they were just talking about how when he plays like that, it's going to be really tough to stop him, and it's going to be a long night for whatever defenses teams are trying to put out there against him. But so he was just he was just really impressive, and it was it was just fun to watch for sure. Absolutely, no doubt. And not only is he doing it on the court as far as his play, but it, it seems like he's also excelling as a leader. What have you been noticing about his ability to lead this team at such a young age, especially? Since he's returned from injury, seems like a lot of these players, even that are older than AD, are turning to him for his leadership. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys really respect the fact that he, even though everyone knows he's one of the best players in the in the NBA and hands down the best player on the team, he doesn't act like he's above everybody else. Um, I think they he's he's so unselfish on the court, and also when he's Speaking to the media, he always goes out of his way to make, and I'm sure he doesn't see it this way, but he he uh, goes out of his way to to give credit to the other guys. And um, last night uh, he had six assists. I think his passing of one of the few things that he doesn't, he might not be a lead at yet, is his passing. But he's continuing to improve in that, and um, I think that's a great sign because it's another thing with all of the attention that he draws where he opens it up for other guys and they're going to get more open shots and everybody else is going to just benefit from all of the the uh, attention that, that, that AD gets uh, from opposing teams. I think you mentioned this last night as well. Was the six assist a career high for him, Jim? Yeah, it was. He His uh, previous career high was five, which was also against Milwaukee. So there's something about the Bucks that he uh, that he must really like because he's played well against them um, throughout his career so far. That's good news since we play him again next Tuesday, so uh, that that'll be nice for him. Um, Jim, you mentioned you know AD's passing and this unselfishness with his team. 
the thing we hear most is they're sharing the basketball. Are we seeing uh, is the unselfish play by this team the biggest difference after the All Star break? Yeah, I think so. I think um, adding in some guys that don't necessarily need the ball to contribute to the team has helped a lot because you know you have guys like Quincy and Dante Cunningham and Norris Cole, obviously, who've you know changed a little bit of the atmosphere around the team. Um, I think. Everyone, I think everyone on the on the squad has has seen over and over again how much better they play when they move the ball. When it's not, you know, they make one pass and then there's a shot. Because I think that happened a little bit more at the beginning of the season and was probably part of the some of the inconsistency. So um, overall, I think I think everyone has acknowledged that just moving the ball and finding an open guy and not taking the first shot but taking the first really good shot, good look that they have has been um, a huge reason why they've been one of the best teams in the league since the All-Star break. I want to switch to last night's game again just for a second. Tyreek Evans left the game in the third with a left ankle injury. looked pretty bad. Just He rolled it on uh, someone from Milwaukee. Um, from what I heard from Jen Hale last night tweeting, he was trying to get back in as far as putting some weight on it, but obviously did not. Do you have any update on Tyreek Evans for tonight's game, Jim? There's no update yet um, this morning, but I, I'm sure we're going to hear something more uh, later on. I think people can watch uh, Pelicans.com around um, 5 o'clock Central Time when Monty comes out for his pregame meeting. But um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play tonight. In, in a way, I wonder a little bit if the fact that they have this weird uh, stretch where they don't play again until Sunday, if um, maybe it makes sense to, to let him sit tonight because he'll get uh, four or five more days where he can just, you know, get ready or and hopefully be back to 100%. But, um, I mean, we'll see. You, you don't. It's very rare that you get this many, much of a break this late in the season, so maybe that would be something that could benefit him in, in terms of um, hopefully being back by Sunday against Denver. Would it be safe to say if he doesn't play, remember this is pure speculation, would Norris Cole get the start there at the point guard position, or does Monty – like Norris Cole coming off the bench, that you might see a little bit of a different lineup against Brooklyn tonight? I definitely think that they like him coming off the bench, but looking at it on paper, especially with the other guys that are already out and how um, you only have, I think, 11 guys maybe if Tyreek doesn't play, um, it seems like it might be a situation where Norris Cole starts just because I'm not sure if there's a way that you could bring him off the bench and, and – and um, slide somebody else into that starting spot. So um, I'd say if Tyreek doesn't play, that that's probably more of a likely thing. And But, you know, the way that Norris has been playing, maybe not necessarily just his stats, but just the impact he's had on the team, I mean, it's it's nice to have another guy like him that you can put in the mix, and he, he, he has no problem playing 30, 35 minutes if that's what he needs to do. Jim, the last time the Pelicans played Brooklyn was about a week and a half ago. They won 102-96 to thanks to a career-high 25 points from Quincy Pondexter. Now the Nets are fighting for their playoff lives as well, despite being 10 games under 500. What are some keys tonight against this Brooklyn team, Jim? I think one of the big things is to get off to a good start. Um, I know it's kind of cliche to say that, but in this circumstance, I think with having a back-to-back and, and fatigue, you really want to... To, to get your confidence going at right off the bat. And I also think from Brooklyn's perspective, they've been one of the strangest teams in the league this year because they you 
you you never really know for sure what team you're going to get. They've had some really good wins lately. They beat Golden State um, recently. Then they came back and lost to Charlotte at home by a bunch of points. And I'm not. It's not just me saying this. I've heard a lot of people around the league say this. It seems like their morale is really low right now. That they, I feel like that they don't really know exactly what the direction of the team is. They have a lot of veterans who are kind of either on the downside of their career or have been going through injury issues and and aren't really at the top of their game right now. So I feel like they're a team that you really want to get put them in a in a deficit at the beginning of the game and and hopefully they'll uh, they won't be able to mount much of a a surge against you, but I mean, it's not going to be an easy game. The game in New Orleans wasn't easy either. So, um, but hopefully the Pelicans will. This would be a huge win if they could get it tonight to go two and zero on this road trip and then have this nice uh, hiatus where they don't play again until the weekend. Absolutely, another a rare stat for the Brooklyn is they're one of the few teams that has more wins on the road than at home. So a good sign there for the Pelicans as they take on the Brooklyn Nets. Tonight, that's Jim Eichenhofer. He will be there at the Barclays Center from Pelicans.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Jim underscore Eichenhofer, for all the latest news and updates about the Pelicans. Tweets a lot of good stuff during the game, before the game, after game. He's basically on Twitter all the time. Uh, make sure you follow him. And, uh, Jim, I'll let you get back to your steam in the penthouse suite and uh, bring home another win tonight, my friend. All right, Daniel. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to football and hear from Saints running back Mark Ingram. Join us this Sunday at 5 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center as the Denver Nuggets face your New Orleans Pelicans in a Western Conference matchup. Pelicans Fest starts at 3.30 with music, interactive games, and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans dance team. The first 3,000 lucky kids will receive a Chevron red jersey, the next giveaway in our Year of the Red Uniform series. Tickets start as low as $15, so call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Free agency is in full swing, and I know Saints fans are glad to have number 22 back in the black and gold uniform. Mark Ingram joins me now on the phone. Mark, thanks for coming on today. Uh, Thanks for having me. Mark, first off, congrats on the new deal. What was your biggest reason for re-signing with the Saints? Well, I was just so excited that, you know, we were able to get a deal done and um, I've been there for four years. They drafted me, and um, I'm, I, I love the city, love my teammates, love the coach staff. So um, I feel like we could build something special. So I, I'm very excited to be back. Were you entertaining a lot of other offers, or was it basically just your whole focus was to re-sign with the Saints, no matter what? Well, my first, my first thing was to see if me and the Saints could get something done, and um, I was going to go from there. But um, you know, fortunately, we, we were able to agree and um, come up with a deal. So uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I was always talking to the Saints first. You know, I was just looking forward to um, getting done, see what we, seeing what we could do first, and then I was going to go from there. But never had to get to that point, so I'm 
was it a little easier knowing that you know your whole focus was re-signing with the Saints that made the free agent process a little easier as your first one did that make it a little bit easy knowing that basically you could just go to the Saints right there work out a deal and you're done with this yeah it's good to know you know I didn't have to hit the open market and just wait to see where I was going to be at or not knowing where I was going to be at but just to be able to stay at home a team that drafted me a team that I'm familiar with a team that's familiar with me um you know, it's just nothing but positives. I feel like, you know, we could keep building and uh, eventually have a championship team. So um, that's my number one focus, and I'm glad that I'm still here. Now let's talk about uh, your stats on the field this year, career high in rushing yards, attempts, rushing touchdowns, a Pro Bowl selection. What was different this year compared to your previous three seasons with the team? Uh, I think uh, just I, I had opportunity to get some more touches and be able to show what I could do. Um, uh, a couple injuries happened, and I was able just to, you know, be out there um, for a number of games and just get to touch it and be the only guy out there. And um, uh, I was able to take advantage of my opportunity, man. And um, I think that's pretty much the main thing, stay healthy and take advantage of my opportunity. You also had a career high in receptions and receiving yards. Is that something we can see more of you from this um, this season out of the backfield, uh, receiving the ball? Yeah, I've always taken pride in just being all-purpose back. Um, so, I'm definitely excited to be able to show that uh, part of my game and show how versatile I can be, um, being in the open field, not just you know handing the ball off to me, but um, catching the ball out the backfield and just being able to do everything, contribute in all phases of the offense. So um, I'm really excited to uh, you know hopefully step up and have that uh, increasing role. Now, Pierre Thomas no longer with the team. You worked with him uh, since you've been here. Um, he tweeted out a big thank you to Houdat Nation. Have you talked to Pierre in the last week or so? I haven't talked to Pierre. Um, you know, Pierre's a great player, man. He's a great person. He's been, you know, good to me my four years at the Saints. So um, I'm sure he has – I'm sure there's going to be teams all over him trying to pick him up because he's a good player, man, and a great person to have in the locker room. So um, I wish him the best of luck. You know, he's been so good to me, and I've learned a lot from him. So um, I know he'll – I know he's still got plenty more years left in him. So um, I'm sure he'll, he'll go somewhere else and be great. You said you learned a lot from him. What were some of the biggest takeaways you got from just uh, working with him, you know, working out off the field, working with him on the field, um, maybe some advice from him? What, what was the, your biggest takeaway from four seasons with Mark, with uh, Pierre? Excuse me. Just learning the system, learning how to be a pro, you know, just things here and there, you know, just being able to talk. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot from him as pros when they were there. So um, they helped me out a lot, you know, just get acclimated, become – uh, Justin from being a college, you know, uh, student athlete to become a professional football player. Was there any advice that kind of stuck out uh, to you that you can take away from him? No, nah, just uh, just do you, man. <laughs> just you know, he, he'd always tell me just to be myself, you know, and uh, go out there and play hard. So I mean, just he, you know, just overall in general, you know, he was always good to have around. We're talking with Mark Ring- Ingram, running back for the New Orleans Saints, Mark. You know, this is probably a tough time of with free agency, seeing teammates come and go. Is that really a hard part right now? Yeah, it's just like you know, this this part of the year is bad when you get when you see your teammates, you know, get cut or released or get traded, whatever the situation may be. You know, you never want to see guys that you're close to, guys that you um, work so hard with on the field and uh, develop camaraderie with off the field. Uh, you know, just leave the team. So. Uh, it's a difficult time, but, you know, it's part of our business. It's the nature of our business. Um, you know, it's just, it's, just, uh, it's, just part of, it's just part of what we do. 
Now, you were working out before we made this phone call to you. What are your plans for the rest of the offseason? Is it mostly workouts every day? Will you take some time to relax and uh, have a vacation for yourself? Yeah, I, re- I relax a little bit after the season and a little bit after the Pro Bowl, but now I'm just getting back into it, getting ready for offseason training and uh, just trying to improve, trying to get better. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably be working out mostly every day, you know, maybe take a, maybe take a day or two off throughout the week. But I'm going to be working pretty much every day. What what do uh, what are um, what are your workouts involved with? What what kind of stuff do you do as far as off season workouts? A lot of cardio, a lot of weights, a little bit of both. Um, what kind of stuff do you really focus on? Just a lot of running, a lot of running, a lot of uh, explosive things, uh, footwork, ball drills, doing beach work. You know, we do everything, man. We just um, try and do everything we can to improve and uh, make things unique and have fun training and have fun competing against each other. So. Uh, that's a good thing. We just do lots of different things uh, just to keep you going and keep you staying in shape, getting into going into the uh, off-season training. Are you working on uh, anything this off-season to improve your game? Is there any type of your game, whether it's foot, uh, footwork, whether it's just you know building more strength? Is there anything you're really trying to focus on personally this off-season? Man, just get better and everything. Get bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, you know, work on your feet, work on your hands. Just try to improve your... You know, you try to improve every aspect of your game because there's always room for improvement. Now this team finished seven and nine last season, unfortunately missing the playoffs. What would you like to see next year as far as what you guys can improve on in order to get back into the playoffs where you you've been for the last few years? We have to be consistent. You know, we have to be hungry. We have to go out. Everybody has to be on the same page. We can't have you know nine guys doing it right, two guys doing it wrong. Or you know, we all have to be on the same page and uh, have develop good camaraderie and be consistent you know we can't uh have a big win on monday night one week and then come and have a letdown the next two weeks you know we just have to be consistent we have to be hungry and we have to be on the same page so um i'm I'm confident in all our team i'm confident in our organization i know we're going to get it together and uh make a run at a championship that's all that's all that's everyone's main goal in our building that's Saints running back mark ingram he is a saint for four more years and i'm certainly glad to have you back and i know the fans are happy as well. Mark, thank you very much for the time this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. When we come back, I'll wrap things up on the Black and Blue Report. Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Besh Restaurant Group and Your Pelicans present an exclusive Chalk Talk dinner at Bourne, a John Besh restaurant. Join us Monday, March 16th at 6.30 p.m. for your chance to enjoy great food prepared by Chef Brian Landry and the Bourne staff. The night will be hosted by a Pelicans broadcaster and include appearances by Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans and general manager Del Dimps. Tickets are limited to enjoy this night of food and fun. Score your seats and get more info at bornrestaurant.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, good stuff today. I had a lot of fun. It's always fun talking about a Pelicans win on the Black and Blue Report. And uh, hopefully it'll do so again tonight. Pelicans and Nets from the Barclays Center at 630. 
you can chime you can listen to the show you can also chime in sean kelly and john DeShazer are all about the twitter now and uh, you can chime in check in from where you're listening um 6 30 is the start of the game tonight in brooklyn you can hear it on the pelicans radio network the flagship 105.3 and then also david wesley joel myers jen hale have coverage starting at six as far as pregame goes and then again fox sports norwins will have the game at 6 30 so uh, hopefully the pelicans will come home winners tonight they are 35 and 29 right now in a half game back of the thunder for the eighth spot Thunder are idle again tonight. They don't play until tomorrow when they host the Los Angeles Clippers. A win tonight would put the Pelicans in eighth place due to tiebreaker. Remember, the Pelicans won three of the four games against Oklahoma City this season. And then if the Thunder lose tomorrow night, Pelicans will be a half game up entering Thursday, and the Pelicans won't play again until Sunday. So it'll be nice to get another win tonight, and then you can have some fun scoreboard watching throughout the week as you can pay attention to the Thunder. Pelicans, I believe, are just around four and four and a half games back of the Spurs, so not really out of sight there. And then also you have to keep in mind the Phoenix Suns are right behind the Pelicans. So lots of scoreboard watching this week, and it'll be fun if the Pelicans can get another win tonight. You'll probably hear more about Tyreek Evans when uh, Monty Williams comes to the podium right before the game. And as like Jim Eikenhofer said, you can watch that on Pelicans.com. You can follow him, and also you can follow at Pelicans NBA. They'll have an update for you. Uh, just when we hear it, um, when Sean Kelly talks with head coach Monty Williams. A big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer, Anthony Davis, Monty Williams, and, uh, of course, Mark Ingram. Glad to see him uh, back with the black and gold, and um, nice to talk to him today. Really appreciate him taking time out of his day, his workout schedule, to come talk with me. So um, great show today, and uh, David Wesley will be back on the show tomorrow to uh, talk a little Pelicans, hopefully again with a win. Um, we'll have plenty of post-game reaction from tonight, and you never know who will stop by. You can follow the show at Black Blue Report. Tweet us whatever you want to hear. If you want to hear a certain guest, feel free to tweet us, or you can email us, radio at pelicans.com. And then also you can follow me at D. Salerson, and you can follow Sean Kelly at Sean Kelly Live. He will be back in the hosting chair tomorrow, and we'll hope to hear from you again tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Go Pelicans. Go Saints. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.